The JSE out with its first half results today, reporting strong growth from all, almost all of its divisions. The group earnings after tax increasing by 19% to 513 million rand, operating revenue up 17%. Their headline earnings per share were up uh, by 19% to 585.1 cent. Nikki Newton King is CEO and joins us now. Nikki, thanks so much for your time uh, this evening. This growth uh, achieved even after uh, reducing fees. So maybe tell us a little bit about that. First, the rationale uh, for reducing fees and then the growth achievement itself. Thanks, thanks, Vicky, uh, for speaking. Well, firstly, I think it's important when you are um, able to con- to reduce fees to do that as quickly as you possibly can because it gives your clients an opportunity to do more with you. And that's what we've seen. This, uh, this uh, revenue growth comes in very volatile, a very volatile environment. And I think in reducing fees, we've managed to share the upside of that volatility uh, with, with, the, with, with, our, with our users. Mm. Well, let's talk a bit about that volatility. As you say, uh, this, particularly this first half, uh, we've seen uh, capital markets being rather volatile. How does that actually impact your performance? Mm. Well, we charge a, a, a little bit per trade based on the value of a trade. So the more value that is traded, uh, the more we, we our, our revenue grows. Mm. Uh, in That's in the equities market. In, in some of our other segments, we charge on number of trades, essentially number of trades. Um, but Basically, the more activity there is, whether that's value or volume, the, the better we uh, do. And you've also seen an increase uh, in revenue coming through from funds under management as well. Sure. So we, um, we uh, manage a, a large amount of money essentially in the form of margin uh, deposits, etc. And the more money there is there, the more uh, we, we uh, receive from funds under management. And basically, the more activity that happens in the market and the more that that activity requires people to use our products and services, the better we can do. Mm-hmm. We're a fixed cost-based business, and you can see relatively heavy cost-based business. If we can keep those costs under decent control, then we can produce decent, uh, decent results and, and, and continue to reduce the fees. And, and one area where you do have to spend quite a bit is, is technology, and we saw uh, costs there rising by 20%. Sure. What, what areas of technology are you investing in? Well, we're in the process of a massive tech implementation project, essentially the complete overhaul of our derivatives market technology. We use... Uh, we use technology at the moment that is uh, nearly 15 years old and as you know technology Mm. is essentially increasing in its speed and robustness every year and so we've been on a long-term program to to replace that technology and that's uh, essentially now um, uh, requiring us to invest nearly 400 million rand over three years and this 20% is a reflection of more developers and uh, on-site helping us deliver projects. One of the other highlights uh, for the period that we're talking about was, uh, you, you know, achieving the, the readiness to move to a three-day settlement. You must be quite proud of that uh, collaboration. Exceptionally proud. You know, it's a very technical project to deliver, and it's not just the JSEs to deliver. It took uh, participation from many, many of our stakeholders, not just the trading firms, not just the banks, but also the asset managers. And we moved in a manner that we think is now unprecedented. We can find no other global global precedent for this, which has had zero failed trades, notwithstanding shortening the period by nearly half. Mm. Um, and so I think that uh, this speaks extremely well for the manner in which the South African financial markets take investment 
investor protection and systemic risk uh, to heart and deal with that when we transition on, on big projects like that. It's we very, do. very, it's a great stance of great credit for our country. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about listings. Um, that's, mm. a, that's another area where obviously you want more and more uh, market participation in this period. What sort of listings did you see? We listings, not uh, including the extremely big ABM Bev uh, listing, which we were very proud to land um, as efficiently as we did. Uh, but listings are still down year on year. We had nine this time last year. Uh, and it's a difficult environment in which to attract listings because issuers are always concerned that when they come to the public marketplace, they don't disappoint the investors. And so when there's turbulence or uncertainty, um, issuers are typically less confident about coming to the market. And that's what we've seen. Mm. Let, let's look at the future competition um, uh, coming through another exchange looking set to launch. Are you worried? Uh, certainly not worried. There's actually more than one entity looking uh, for a license. As far as I'm aware, there are five other applicants looking for licenses. Uh, we're definitely quite excited by what the potential of competition has done to the way we look at the products and services we offer, the pricing, the speed with which we're able to respond. So clients are benefiting even from the mere contemplation of the possibility of, a, of, of competition. Mm. That said, um, uh, bringing in more than one exchange into this relatively small ecosystem brings with it complexity. And I'm sure the regulator will be applying its mind to the public policy issues at play that come as a result of that complexity. How do you deal with investor protection? How do you deal with systemic risk? Mm. Um, where is price made? Which rules uh, are, are the governing rules, uh, etc.? And And I think that uh, around the world when you see the advent of potential competition, regulators um, lean into that discussion publicly so that we can all engage about what is good for the country and we're looking forward to that conversation. Uh, and also um, being innovative um, as a business, I understand you're working with National Treasury and others to, to develop an exchange traded platform for, for government bonds as well. Absolutely. You know, the fact that we're 128 uh, years old doesn't mean that we have, uh, we have uh, stuck ourselves in the last uh, two centuries ago. Where we've actually had to continuously evolve and, and that's what you see in the government bond market. Traditionally, not uh, an electronically traded market, but together with Treasury and the market participants, we have in fact uh, really been, um, uh, we've, we've really identified how to develop an electronic market, which is something we're good at running. Mm. And now, and now um, together with all of the participants, we're busy um, going through the final stages of speccing that model and building it and implementing it, etc. A big area of interest for me is around bringing in more people into the market, so yeah. more retail um, investors. What are you doing in that regard? You know, it's an interesting thing. This country has relatively low savings rates, so mm. there's relatively little disposable income for people to actually even think about investing. And when there is disposable income, we are competing with the telcos, we're competing with, uh, you know, the Nandos of this world, yeah. etc., for a share of that disposable income. But once we've got the attention, the, 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 the focus needs to be on products and services which are easy to understand and cheap to execute. So we have exchange-traded funds. So we have tax-free savings accounts. So we have, um, so we have a, a, a broad education initiative, um, which we've been running for many, many decades, actually, to encourage investors to actually get more involved in the, in, in, in the stock exchange. And you see something like the Yebo Yetu listing, yeah. where I think they have more than 80,000 um, 
individual investors yeah. as an opportunity to actually start uh, growing the retail base. Broad-based ownership of our economy is a critical part of economic transformation. We'll leave it there. Thanks, Nikki. Nikki Newton-King, CEO of the JSE.